When we share our content on social media, we can often commit the cardinal sin of link dumping. I'm sure most people are guilty of this at some point. But what is link dumping and what should we do instead? Listen on to find those answers. You're listening to the Content 10X podcast, where it's all about content repurposing. I'm Amy Woods, and I'm here to help you maximize your content and find smart ways to get your message in front of more of the right people, whilst also saving time. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Content 10X podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, and I am joined by our co-host, Jason Morton, again on the podcast. So Jason, welcome to the podcast once again. Hello, welcome. (laughs) Excited for the show. Great to have you back, um, Jason. I'm loving this new format that we are trying here on the Content 10X podcast. I hope that you liked episode 295 about creating content with your audience versus for your audience, which Jason and I recorded as the first attempt at co-hosting the Content 10X podcast. We're digging into another topic that I briefly touched on in the interview that I did with John Benini in episode 294. So that was an episode all about how to create a content brand. And in that really great conversation, highly recommend checking it out, content10x.com forward slash 294. We spoke about link dumping. And in this episode, we're going to dig deeper into what that is. So we're going to look at what link dumping is and how to tell if you are doing it, what the impacts are of link dumping. We're going to look at the positives of not doing link dumping, as well as the negative impacts of going ahead and doing that. And also, very importantly, what to do instead. So how to avoid link dumping. Now, I've said the term link dumping many times already. I think it's very important now that we explain what we mean by link dumping. So Jason, I'll hand over to you. What what do we define as link dumping? Yeah, so John actually explained this really well. He had this like really effective barometer for it. And I think a lot of us in marketing do this. I definitely have done this many times. So if you take away the link from your post, does it still have value? Does it still do something that's useful or engaging or entertaining or educational for your audience. If not, if it's kind of empty and it doesn't make sense, then it's probably a link dump. That's the the easiest way to explain it. And when we talk about this, let us not be your high mighty. We've definitely been, you know, the, the internet is evolving constantly and the way that you post content changes continuously. The way the, what works on LinkedIn changes I think maybe monthly. So, you know, we've all done this before, but what we want to do is share some of the best practices now that we're seeing work and maybe what to avoid. So, um, yeah, I guess the difference between link dumping and posting in a valuable way is that you're starting to use some other techniques that mean that once that link's taken away, the person still gets a good experience with your content. Absolutely. I love that test um, that we t- that John talked about in the episode where he said exactly that remove the link and is this still a valuable post and if it's not <laughs> then you've you've done a check this out here's a link post and not added any value this is something that I spoke about with Amanda Natividad on the content 10x podcast it was episode 266 again another great episode content 10x.com forward slash 266 and it was called 
exploring zero-click content, something that Amanda's become really well known for as a term that that she has been really trying to evangelize and get people to think about around like this zero-click content. It's the same kind of thing. So she defined that as publishing content to any platform where clicking to leave the platform is additive to the experience, but it's not required. So you do not need to click anything. This was a valuable post, but you can have a link in the post. We're not saying no links at all. We're saying don't make the link the purpose of the post. I think that's a really important point here that that you can share links, but be, I guess, kind of sparing sometimes with how many links so that every post that you put out isn't full of links. And just think about, you know, the, the use of them and that the post is still valuable. When I was in that conversation with Amanda, we had a really good conversation about the detrimental impact of adding links to your social media posts. So when we were discussing, well, you know, zero click content, should it have any link at all? You know, we did conclude it was okay, but when you do share links, you have to be aware of some of the impacts. You know, one of those is diminished reach. So the algorithms often do not favor you when you are putting links because of course what you're doing is you're sending people to another platform, another place. So they're not going to be too happy with that. So that's something that you need to be aware of. And and I know that you mentioned that you did a little bit of a exercise on this, didn't you, in terms of <laughs> link sharing and seeing if you saw a change in the, the reach and impact. Do you want to just share a bit about that? Because it was really interesting when you were explaining to me about this little test that you did. Yeah, so... I mean, this is typical of a lot of social posting. You post what you think is going to be your worst post or even purposefully your worst post and it gets loads of engagement. And the one you spend hours on gets nothing. <laughs> so I uh, I put out just a post with literally an apology, essentially, for taking up your attention to the LinkedIn. Uh, and it just had our website at the top within the post, a link to our website, content10x.com, then youtube.com, then facebook.com. So I was it's kind of taking the mick really with this in the sense that I was sending people to every other platform that was a competitor for LinkedIn. Now, of course, I said in, in there, this is an experiment. If, if what I know about LinkedIn is true, this won't get seen by many people at all. Um, and then my average is about a good a good post for me is about 15 likes. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a regular poster as much as I should be. So I got 15 likes and I was like, oh, this has kind of ruined it because... I guess the people wanted to find out and people engaged as well, commenters and kind of engaged to say, uh, let me know how it goes, what are the results are. But of course that <laughs> accentuated the reach, but it was useful in the sense that comparatively another post that didn't have a link dump structure, i.e. it had a story told a kind of comparative, uh, a comparison between content and its content repurposing and hip hop. And it showed a video within like uploaded to LinkedIn. So it didn't take the user away. And then eventually did have a link, but in the comments that had a thousand times more impressions or reach with the same amount of engagement. So it's not quite like for like, because, you know, different people engaged. So with different audiences, so that would have, that would have influenced it a bit, but you definitely saw less people saw my message because on the link dumping post, because all I'd done was very short text, spammed it with links wasn't really anything there to read it wasn't a lot of stuff to engage with people did engage but there wasn't you weren't sitting on that post and reading it and watching it whereas the first one had you know sort of a video to watch it had something to read people might have 
come back to it or you know it was shared a few times so I guess I guess I did learn something from it although it almost it was ruined a little bit by the uh, by the engagement and it it did show it did show that links spammed in like that with no real story and a lack of dwell time and I think that's another part of this as well we're like having content that gets people to pause and stop I think definitely makes a difference I mean when this first came out a little while ago about dwell time and getting people to stop, I remember seeing loads of these infographics that were like really detailed, often something to do with like marketing technology. And it'd be like all the different software and apps you could get and where they sit on the funnel and stuff. And I remember looking at them and thinking, this is clever because I'm having to like stop and zoom in <laughs> really closely to find what I'm trying to work out. And then LinkedIn seeing that and going, oh, this is a popular post. People really study it. I don't know if that still works anymore and I don't know how heavy this influence is, but definitely having something about your post that causes people to stop and listen and watch, whether that's a video, whether that's something they can watch with subtitles along the bottom, makes such a big difference compared to just, you know, a little bit of text, three bullet points, and then a link to your website. I don't think yeah. LinkedIn likes that anymore. No. And, and it, you know, it's, you know, we're talking about, LinkedIn in particular here and it's the same with all the platforms really isn't it they they don't like it when your purpose of your post really is to get people to click a link which is exactly how we defined posts that link dumps where there's no real value um, and the real reason for the post is the clicking of the link whereas the zero click content or non-link dump content is a valuable post in its own right and then if it has a link that's just additive to get a bit more value something that when I was on the podcast episode chatting to Amanda Natividad, something that she said, which I thought was a really interesting way of looking at it, when we were discussing whether you should or shouldn't add links at all, um, it was we were talking about if you're, you know, optimizing for impressions and engagement, so you're not linking people out because the point of the post is to get some discussion, impressions, engagement. She talked about how she views it as you build this algorithmic capital, was her phrase. Um, so you get all these brownie points, I suppose, with the platform because you're just putting these posts out. They're seeing, oh, people engage and it'll give you a bit more reach. And like you said, people are having a longer dwell time on this really great piece of content. They really like what you've got to say. So that when you do, then maybe occasionally rather than repeatedly hit people with a link, you're more likely to get more reach on that post to begin with because you've built up this capital and you've become in favor with the, with the algorithms. So they're not as likely to diminish your reach as much as a, a regular link sharer. They're not going to ding you as much. And again, we were talking a lot about LinkedIn, but I think the same thing goes for Twitter or Pex, I should say in particular, they treat you pretty badly if your purpose is, is sharing links, don't they? So I guess to summarize, like, you know, we're not saying don't share links but we're saying be judicious about about them think about how it does affect your reach you know in terms of sharing them and very importantly let's just make it not the purpose of the post let's make it additive to the post now when we often talk about link dumping quite often we're talking about there'll be a longer form piece of content like a blog post or a podcast episode or an article something like that and we're saying, don't say, check this out, here's a link, but we're saying, add some value. At least if you were link dumping, it would be taking people to some some free content. Of course, the other side is this link dumping and it's taking people to 
gated content. So it's even more of an ask. I know you've like you know, you've got some thoughts on this, haven't you, Jason? In terms of probably the worst form of link dumping is 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 link dumping a social post to a gated piece of content. Yeah, and again, this is stuff like this is the this was the book on how to do marketing for so long, and I still think you can get results like this, but it's I don't think it's the easiest way to get results anymore. I think it's kind of not what works for the for years and years and years. Is people are getting tired of. I think people are have had so many bad experiences where they've yeah gone seen the kind of headline that's almost promises quite a lot in in the headline like do you want the 10 things that's going to save your you know get you hired or get you get you to the next level of where you are whether you've got an organizational problem or something that uh, at work that you could that you need to solve so there'll be that post you'll click the link take it to a landing page the landing page is like oh but here it is you're almost there and you'll fill in a form hopefully the form is quite small but by that point you're already like okay like you're probably on the move when you're doing this or you know you haven't got that much time and then when you're left with a pdf that you know maybe didn't fulfill all the promises that that engaging <laughs> yeah, LinkedIn <exactly>. post <laughs> promised um and you're like ah oh, do you know what and then it comes the nurturing emails from people like me <laughs> saying hey you've downloaded this thing let's talk let's talk so I think like that definitely has a place and you, if you've got a good offer that will that'll still work right if you've got the right message and stuff but you, the quality just has to be a bit better now like how are you going to break through the noise because everyone's doing that that's the kind of standard for b2b marketing if you're not if you've not got someone thinking strategically that's that's what everyone's doing I think people are so tired of it I think now it has to be a bit better I think now you have to start building this kind of this 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 brand for yourself as someone who delivers when they say you've got a guide that's going to take you from A to Z. Uh, and and I'm not going to, maybe I don't ask for your um, details up front. Maybe I ask for them at the end or in another way. Maybe there's other ways of, of approaching it, which I think we'll come on to in, in a bit. But yeah, there's different ways of doing it, isn't there? Yeah, 100%. Um, let's look at some of those ways. So if we are repurposing content, so let's say we've got that that longer form piece of content in whatever format that may be, we're going to repurpose that for social so that when we do share links, they are going to be as part of a valuable post. So we are not going to link them. So let's explain some ways to do that. Hey, just a little break from this podcast episode to ask you a question. Would you like one single place that you can go to that provides you with everything you need to be able to implement the best practices in content repurposing for your video content, your podcast episodes, and your social media content today? To help you get more value from the content that you create, get more time back, and help you reach more people than you ever thought possible. If so, then you are going to love the Content 10X Toolkit. The toolkit is full of video tutorials, templates, checklists, swipe files, step-by-step guides, and more that shows you how to repurpose your content in the best ways possible today. No more Googling, no more figuring it out yourself. We provide you with everything that you need to become a content repurposing pro. If this sounds like something that would interest you, then go check out the Content 10X Toolkit at content10x.com forward slash toolkit. Okay, I'm back to this week's episode. I'll let you get started with explaining a bit about, I guess, what we do with the long form content, how our approach goes at Content 10X, Jason. Yeah, okay. So it starts with a little bit of language change. So I've done this again. I've done this 
it's very, you know, it's, it's that case of how do we make this a zero click policy for the, the out, uh, for the publishing of this content for this campaign? We've got a lot of stuff to say. What's our angle on each piece? What's the hook for each piece? Uh, what, how do we keep people interested so they like, they can see by this topic is being handled well, comprehensively, and actually. I've seen a few different things on this, a few different videos. Maybe I should watch the whole episode. You know, you know the ones where it's it could be B two C content. It's the same there. You'll see the same a few snippets of the same podcast, and you'll go, Joe, you know what? That one actually looks like a good episode. Maybe I'll give the the full episode a go. That's what you're trying to create. That kind of thing, but on a B two B level. So, what would you would you be interested in? Uh, what can you ask your audience? What are the themes that they'll engage with? Those are some of the beginning things to think about when you're when you when you're doing this zero click policy as we call it a content 10x i agree i think it's no it's it's a clever process that you need to go through in terms of extracting that value so you know there's there's all of these different points that have been made in this key piece of content so yeah like you said what would people be interested in what would people like to see short snippets of where are the different angles we don't want to seem repetitive if we want to create quite a lot of social content about this most recent podcast episode that we did or webinar that we did. Um, how can we break it down into new and different ways of sharing all the points that were made, all the different angles? Maybe we shared the how to do in the podcast and we could share the how to avoid in the, in the social posts and things like that. So it's really firstly, isn't it, about extracting the value what's all the value that can come from this that we can share on social as you said knowing your audience um what mediums would work best as well so if we're going to try and break this content down and create really valuable social posts then what should that look like should that be in the form of uh short videos should that be like say for example if it was a 10 point episode 10 ways to start a podcast then it could be 10 separate posts. It could be a 10 slide carousel. As long as each one, each post is going to be adding value in terms of how we are sharing that and not being repetitive with a link link dump. <laughs> I think that there are different ways that you can do this to avoid, I guess, sort of teasing your audience as well. But this is something that you and I spoke about, isn't it, Jason, in terms of sometimes you see that kind of clickbaity tease but there's a way that you can tease in a clever way isn't there i i mean how many of those tiktoks do you oh well at least might be an efficient admission really but how many of the videos do you watch where it's like they've caught you something something's happening you know if it's entertaining shocking whatever it is and then you just wait in and then now obviously we're getting wise to it we're fast forwarding the video we're making sure it's not two minutes long because you just know at the end there'll be follow for part two that's exactly what we're talking about it's like there's yeah. enough value there for me to yeah. be like engaged engrossed uh i know that something's gonna happen that i, I am gonna be interested in and it's like okay maybe uh, i i don't know if i do I, I i i do sometimes follow them when it's like educational stuff or like it, you know when it's just someone falling over like i i, I can i can live without seeing that you know yeah and the, the crazy thing is i mean they've got You've already invested maybe two minutes of your time. So you're like, oh, let's see how this plays out. Let's see if it's worthwhile. But there's been some element of value in there that's caught my attention. I want to see how that story ends. And then you don't want to think, well, I've wasted two minutes. I need 
without knowing the ending. So, it, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good example of it in a very short uh, kind of dynamic way on TikTok with the story loops. But yeah, there's there's clever ways about about doing this. There's like I think you talked about about this with, with regards to like if you're you, you could be you could be giving away five really key bits of value. You don't have to give all five away, but just give make the first three really really strong, and then save maybe two of the ones that you think are the ones that really make the difference. Yeah, whilst downloaded. Exactly. I don't think there's anything wrong with that kind of thing in terms of, let's say, for example, you said uh, I don't know you're you're a podcast company and you've said that we've we've done an article on the the top five microphones to buy or something like that, and you want to get people over to your blog post on that. And on your social, you do a video or you or whatever it may be, where you share the top three, and then you say, you know, if you, if you want to know what the final two were within our study that we did, then head on over here to the full article. I kind of feel like I don't think there's anything wrong with that if you were applying the rules of what we said about link dumping. Truly, take the link away and did the post add value or not? Because in that case, it was valuable. You shared the top three. And someone came away with some useful information from it. And you, you know, you sort of cleverly tease that there's more added value if you click the link, but you're not being left high and dry with nothing. I like those like videos that never get to the punchline and that kind of thing. You're not being left with, with without anything at all. I think things like that, breaking things down, you know, in into that kind of like there's there's good value here, but like the full meaty in-depth <laughs> piece of content has more. So it, like another example would be if you've got, for example, a big white paper or research study or something like that, and you pick out some of the powerful statistics and findings and facts and create social content from that, eye-catching graphics, things like that, maybe an infographic, or you do some short videos, you can pick out some of the main ones whilst, of course, still let people know that you have another really interesting, you know, tip or piece of advice about this statistic like this statistic on a problem and then if you want to know our three ways to overcome this problem well that's over there in the blog post because it's still valuable isn't it and I think that's the the main point that we're really trying to say here is that you can share links but just be a bit careful with them and don't overdo them and don't make the link the purpose of the post make sure that the post is valuable in its own right and the link is additive to the experience. But then how do you do that? Well, every single post has to look at things from a different angle, a different perspective, share a different point of view, start a different conversation, look at the different ways to communicate, a graphic, a video, things like that. So it's being creative in breaking the content down, isn't it? So that it is a good experience for everyone. People will engage. And then if people click, great. If they don't, <laughs> then, you know, they'll find a way to the content, won't they? If they like what you're saying and they think you're sharing good advice, even if they're not keen on clicking a link or you don't share a link, as we were saying, people find a way. I'm sure you found that as well. People will find a way to you, won't they? Yeah, exactly. I think as as long as you don't leave people feeling short change and also the channel, don't let that LinkedIn sees how long people tend to spend on your on your posts and they see how often you post a link like within the post. So they know whether you're using them or whether they can use you, <laughs> whether you're generating content that can be useful to make people spend more time on LinkedIn 
or if you're just using LinkedIn to get people to your website every time like that, they're aware of that. Like they'll play into to what you were talking about earlier in terms of your, in terms of the algorithm value you have. So yeah, make sure you're not shortchanging the the channel and don't shortchange the people that are downloading and you're you're adding value at each stage of that of that process. That's what it kind of comes back to as well. Yeah, I think I think we've made our most important points there, haven't we? Um, I hope this has been a really useful episode for everybody listening in. As I said, we kind of started this conversation in the John Benini episode where we talked about link dumping and we felt that it would be really good to kind of just dig deeper into the content 10x perspective of this because I think it's really important and it is a mistake that we often see people make where they might launch some kind of content and their only social content is short little promo posts that simply broadcast with a link and we don't want you to do that we want you to think a bit more and apply these tests see if you link dump in and then hopefully through the advice that we've given on this show we've provided some good guidance on what to do instead so thanks jason another good episode nice having you on the show shooting the breeze yeah, talking about these things <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me it's nice uh, i mean i didn't realize we we do a lot of moaning on techniques i better make sure that ours is is on. I know, we need to practice what we preach. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> All of our social content from this episode are not link dump. We have to link practice. Dump, Imagine if we were putting out promo posts about this episode and they were literally a link dump. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. You won't find us doing that. Well, thank you so much for everybody who's tuned in. We appreciate you. So thank you. Hope this has been useful. We'll wrap the episode up there. So just a little reminder that if you want support with your content, so if you're creating podcasts, video content, webinars, research, white papers, any kind of long form valuable content, and you want some support with maximizing, repurposing, and distributing that, then you know where to go. Just get in touch with us at Content10x, content10x.com, and let's have a conversation and see if we can support you. And I promise that the content we create for you will have no link dumping <laughs> and we will create valuable content. So yeah, just get in touch, content10x.com. So thank you very much for listening. All that's left to say is happy repurposing and we'll catch you in the next episode. 